Okay, welcome to episode number four of the Mind Body Masters podcast. I'm your host, Jake Curry, and as always, it is an absolute pleasure to have you here. Now, today, we're going to talk all about how you can trust your body by understanding the mind-body connection and how your body responds to stress. So I'm going to dive into a little bit more about what Germany medicine is and how it's the roadmap for understanding how emotional conflicts and stress impact disease and how when you understand it, it's going to give you a whole new perspective of health and a whole new perspective of sickness and illness and symptoms. So one of the things that I notice in my own life is that by knowing this, this takes a lot of the fear away from symptoms and makes you feel a whole lot more empowered about your own body. So if that sounds like something you're keen to hear about, well, stay tuned. Hello, my name is Jake Curry. I specialize in the mind-body connection and teaching people how to heal themselves. This podcast is going to show you exactly how to become a true mind-body master so that you can break free from the old emotions and patterns in your mind that have kept you stuck. When you're able to do this, you can heal yourself physically from the inside out, unlock your true potential, and live a life of flow, experiencing inspiration and energy like never before. If you're ready to learn how to harness the healing powers of your mind and develop the tools to become emotionally bulletproof, well, stay tuned as we heal, grow, and evolve. All right, so in episode three, I spoke briefly about what's called the two-phase pattern of healing, and that is how with every disease, every biological emotional conflict, the pattern runs in two phases. There's the stress phase, which is when something unexpected happens to us and we feel, um, get that, we go into that fight or flight stress response, we stress response. And how in that phase, that's when our bodies are actually adapting, creating meaningful changes at the cellular level. And then when that stress goes away, well, then the body will um, regenerate or heal or repair those changes that occurred so that our body returns back to normal. So today's episode, I'm going to go in much deeper into um, some Germany medicine, much deeper into the mechanisms of how stress and emotions cause changes disease or illness at the physical level and what you can do about that and and how you can actually start to understand this and use this in your own life to experience more freedom with your body and to experience less concern so this episode is going to be really useful for people who tend to freak out or get really worried about getting sick um, or people that have had illnesses and they just like are constantly stressed or worried about the illness. And that actually becomes an issue in itself because then they start freaking out that they're getting worse or they're not getting better and all this kinds of stuff. So it's that negative loop of thinking that occurs with illnesses and how when you get sick and then you start thinking the worst, it's going to help you drag yourself out of that if, you've, if you're one of the people that tends to get into that. But above all, this, this episode is going to help you really understand the, the specifics of how... Um, stress and emotions cause disease. And later down the track, I'm going to get into much more detail in terms of what causes pain, what causes skin conditions, what causes weight gain, all of these kinds of different mechanisms. And I'm going to explain it from the Germany medicine perspective, the mind-body perspective, so that you can better understand it. And so if you're someone who's struggling with a particular condition, I aim to give you a new perspective of why that might be the case for you and what you can do 
in your own self to heal that emotionally and so that you can heal physically. Because um, as you remember from episode number two, that um, the body follows the mind. So when we're experiencing stress or, or unresolved emotions in our psyche, well, then it's going to ch- create disease or symptoms or problems in the body. So once you're able to understand all of these connections, it's going to start to empower you and you're going to actually start to have the ability to heal yourself, which is very cool and I'm sure what we're all here for. So I just want to start with something today that Mother Nature makes no mistakes. And this is something that I've been that's been rattling around in my brain for a little while. And that understanding is when you look at nature, there's never any mistakes, there's never any diseases or malignancies or problems. The body the nature and mother nature is simply just adapting. So animals and plants, which I talked about in a previous episode, how they respond to changes in their environment, you wouldn't label that as wrong or disease. You'd you just you'd understand that that nature is just forming adaptations. And and even now with global warming, like that's that's just an adaptation. Everything from the smallest um, smallest cell in your body to like the whole ecosystem adapts to, to changes. So let's look at now, I want to explain Germany medicine a little bit more and I, I, want to, I want to explain it so that in an easy to understand way that you can start to digest and so that you can start to apply it to your own body. So I came across Germany medicine um, in early 2014, I think. So around six years ago and at the time of recording. Um, and so at that stage, I was experiencing some physical um, pain in my body that would not shift. And I, I go into this more into the introductory episode, episode number one, but I had a groin injury, which just would not heal. And like I was doing everything externally, right? Like I was getting massages, adjustments, uh, acupuncture, dry needling, like my diet changed. I got rid of all inf- inflammatory foods. Like technically I should be healing because I, I knew how to, as a chiropractor, I knew how to do things correctly. I knew how to heal the body. I knew what kind of therapies and adjuncts and treatments and nutritional supplements were going to be the thing that's going to support my healing. But, but the thing was, I wasn't healing. I was stuck in pain for over six months. And this was a real catalyst for me to understand Germany medicine. And so because of that, I went to a workshop where I was presenting and I bumped into some guys um, talking about Germany medicine and understanding. And they spoke about the five biological laws of nature. So Germany medicine was discovered by a uh, German medical doctor by the name of Dr. Harmer. And Harmer discovered these um, laws of nature kind of out of tragedy. Um, essentially, he was a very healthy man and he worked in a, in a hospital um, as an internist. And what happened was his son, Dirk, was shot in, an, in a horrific um, and tragic accident. I, I think it was, I might be getting this wrong, but I think it might, he might have been shot in crossfire. He wasn't even involved in a dispute or whatever, but he just got shot in crossfire. Anyway, he died in his father's arms um, not long after that. And that's a pretty damn stressful and emotionally distressing event for anyone and it, and so Hamo went through this but the interesting thing interesting thing was was that a few weeks or months later he developed testicular cancer 
and he was otherwise a really healthy healthy guy and he was obviously looking after his body and things like that and he was wondering why on earth have I got testicular cancer now and he postulated that maybe his testicular cancer developed in response to the unexpected and distressing um, stress of losing his son and so what he started to do he started to look at other cancer patients um, where he worked and what he discovered is that all of the people that were experiencing in the example of testicular cancer had experienced some kind of profound loss in their life so whether it be a loved one a pet that kind of thing that all experience this kind of stuff and this is when he started to to look a little bit more deeply into the psyche and the emotional state of his patients to see if he could understand where disease actually started from because the thing is it's like with things like cancer and things like that no one has really known why they've just kind of gone oh yeah it's because you you're genetically predisposed to this cancer you've got the gene for it or maybe because you smoke cigarettes your entire life or maybe because of you i don't know ate too many apples like there's maybe not the last one but you get the idea so no one's ever really quite um, understood where disease came from and so Harmer started to look at this from a more biological place and a more um, psyche level emotional um, place and so what he actually started to do was take brain scans of his patients and sure enough he found um, these I guess you could say um, findings on brain scans in particular areas of the brain and those particular areas of the brain correlated with various relays like neurological relays to the organ so for him he found that the area in the brain that, that coordinated the testicles for example um, would undergo a certain type of change which I don't really need to go into would undergo a certain type of change and which could be visible and viewed on a CT scan and so this is kind of how he mapped out that different areas of the brain were creating changes and disease in different areas of the body. So where I'm going with this is the first biological law that he discovered, and this is an observational science. So this has been backed by literally thousands of case studies and thousands of um, brain scans. And the thing is, this is, I've copped a lot of shit over the years from people in the medical world who just downright say that this is nonsense, that this is absolute nonsense how could any of this be true you're actually being dangerous by saying that disease is caused from at the emotional level and i get that like it, it this this work is so conflicting to the medical model that it becomes quite challenging and a lot of people because their whole life is bound and that's what they've learned and known well then this is so outside the box that they just cannot even comprehend it and so that's fine and if that's you that's okay i i'm not asking you to fully believe me um, at this early stage of the podcast all i'm asking you to do is just to start looking at things from a different perspective one of the things that i see in a lot of um like recently i wrote a post on the coronavirus which at the time of listening is something that's swept the world um quite quite in so many different ways and it's really polarized a lot of people Anyone who says that anything outside the medical model in this particular um, category of illness, well, then they just get slammed. It's just like, this is pseudoscience, this is nonsense. How could you say this? Modern medicine is the best thing in the world and you're saying it's wrong. Well, this podcast probably isn't for, if, 
if that's you, this podcast isn't for you. This is this podcast is for people that are ready to start questioning and looking at health and their body from a different perspective. So I, I know straight off the bat that this podcast is going to polarize people. And you know what? Hey, that's okay with me because the people that I'm making this content for and the people that I'm making this message for, I know that it's going to resonate with them. And if you try and please everyone or you please no one. So if that's you, I'm glad you're here and thanks for um, continuing to listen. So I hope we can find more people like that who understand this and are starting to ask the questions and starting to go, hang on, that doesn't really make sense. What about it from a different perspective? So back to Dr. Harmer. So the first rule that he um, discovered that with um, the five biological laws that he discovered, and we're just going to talk about the first two here today, but the first biological law that he discovered was that all disease starts from an unexpected biological conflict. So something that catches the person or animal off guard, something that we could not foresee coming. So when that occurs, that is the, the very first thing. And that's what causes the change um, at the level of the brain at the various relay centers. And so where that will impact is determined by your perception. So if you and I went through the same stressful event, let's say we went through a, a car accident together. Say I ran a red light and I was driving. We both went through the same stressful event. You might experience a death fright conflict, which might affect your lungs. And I might, um, I might get a self-devaluation because I felt like I was such an idiot and I shouldn't have done that. And I might get a type of pain. We're going to go into much more detail on that kind of stuff later down, later down the, the show. But so that's what he, he discovered is that all disease starts from an unexpected biological conflict, something that's emotionally distressing and catches the organism off guard. And when I say all disease, that's, I need to add a caveat there. It's, of course, not all disease is caused by this. Like, for example, if you got hit by a bus and broke your leg, well, <laughs> there's no emotional conflict that causes that. Or if you got food poisoning, like if you ate some seafood that had been lying around on some rocks for three weeks in the sun and you decided to eat it, I don't know why you do that, but that is going to be something that's not a biological or emotional conflict. So I say that with, um, obviously there are some exceptions to the rule here, but for the most part, diseases start from an unexpected biological conflict. And why that occurs is the second rule. And what we spoke about in the last episode is that when an organism, and you're an organism, I'm an organism, experiences something distressing or challenging in the environment, Mother Nature, in all of her wisdom, will orchestrate a whole heap of changes at the level of the organ or the cell or the body to help that organism, you, me, cope with the changes in the environment. So I gave the example in the last episode about being a deer that went down to its watering hole and all of a sudden the watering hole dried up and it's like, oh man, that's not a good thing. My life is at stake here because I know that I need water to live. That's a stressful, unexpected event. And so in that instance, the body will create meaningful adaptations in this instance at the level of the kidney to try and help you conserve water. So that conservation of water is a smart adaptation made by the body in response to a stressful change in the environment. Thing is, those changes at the kidneys, modern medicine would likely label them a tumor or a metastasis or a um, 
assist or, or whatever they might want to call it. And they, they say that is wrong. But when you start to understand the mind-body connection, when you start to understand Germany medicine, we look at disease in a completely different light. It's, it's looking at it going, no, that's not a problem. That's not a malignancy. That's not something that the body like isn't in control of. That's not something that is growing out of control and it's, it's overtaking the body. No, of course not. It's just the body adapting and creating meaningful changes. So that's a, a completely different way to look at it. And I know a lot of you might be scratching your head at that and going, how does that work? Like it's, and the thing is for me to get to the point where I am today, I had to unlearn so much stuff. So I had to unlearn about all the stuff I learned at uni and all the stuff that I've been brought on about what disease is and start looking at it from a different light. So I hope this starts to plant some seeds for you to start asking those questions that are going to start to develop you becoming a mind-body master and being able to understand how your body works. Now, I'm going to come back to that in a minute. And, and for those of you who are listening, you might notice I do jump around a little bit um, in episodes this is just what happens when I get excited about what I'm talking about. I'll have a train of thought over here and I'll jump over here and then I'll, but at the end of, at the end of the podcast, I will be sure to bring it all back. So um, if you're left going, what did he say? He said he was going to talk about this and that he said he was going to talk about that. Relax. I will come back to it and I will make sure that um, the points are across and that you leave each episode with some new knowledge. So back to Dr. Harmer. So he looked at and understood that the first biological um, law was that all disease, bar a few, start from an unexpected biological or emotional conflict. So the second biological law that he discovered is that all diseases start or occur in two phases. And when I say the word disease, I actually want to change that to adaptation. So a disease is simply a smart adaptation that the body has created in response to a change in the environment, like we just talked about. So we'll, we'll start calling diseases adaptations. So these adaptations or diseases occur in two phases. There's number one, the stress phase. So this is when your body goes into a heightened state of stress. So let's say you have something unexpected happen. Say you have a massive fight with your neighbor, for example, over, I don't know, something, and things get really heated, they get really aggressive and abusive and scary. In that moment, you will feel yourself going into the stress phase. You'll feel yourself going into the fight or flight response, which is also what we call the sympathetic nervous system. So when you're in that sympathetic nervous system, you'll feel adrenaline and cortisol pumping through your body and the biological purpose of that is to help create energy to help you deal with the stressful situation in front of you. So in the example in nature, if you're being chased by a lion, that cortisol and adrenaline and all those stress hormones are activated to try and mobilize you to get away, to either fight the, the lion or to uh, run away from it and escape. So you'll start to feel this occurring. And normally in nature, this is very short-lived. So maybe this stress response might last for two minutes before you escape or you get killed. But the thing is, as human beings, we have the ability to think about stuff long, long after it's passed. So often the people that I work with, they might be stuck in chronic pain or have some kind of chronic illness, but the real 
cause of that might have been 20 years ago, but they've just had this some distressing emotional thing happen 10, 5, 10, 20 years ago. But the thing is, they just relive that same thing every day and they still get caught up in it. So you'll know yourself when you're in this stress phase because there's a few real telltale signs. Number one, you obviously feel yourself getting quite stressed. You, your sleep will be really disturbed, disturbed because think about it. In nature, in biology, if you're being chased by a lion, you're not going to want to go to sleep. Your body is going to be so wired because it's going to be looking for how can I get out of this situation. That brings me to number three point in that is when you're in this stress phase, you're going to be obsessing about it. So you might be two weeks down the track, not sleeping well, and you're still feeling your body in a really heightened state of stress. And you're just obsessing about the fight with the neighbor. What you should have said, oh man, I wish I should have told him this. And I, I wish I'd have told him about these trees hanging over my thing. And you just, you just go through this loop of obsessing about it. And at a conscious level, that's your body trying to resolve the conflict at some capacity. You'll also won't have much of an appetite in this stress phase because, again, if you're being chased by a lion, no one's hungry and no one's got time for digestion. All of the available resources are going to be directed to where they're needed most in the fight or flight of getting away and um, having blood go pump to your legs, right? But the thing is, like I've talked about previously, is your mind does not know the difference between real stress, like being chased by a tiger, and imagined stress. So you might have gone through a stressful event with a neighbor where things got heated, but two weeks later, you're sitting on your couch watching Netflix, and then um, you scroll past the title Bad Neighbors, and all of a sudden, you're starting to think about the fight that occurred. And just thinking about the fight just reactivates that stress response in your body. And you might start getting... Another, another thing is you, you might get cold hands and cold feet. So if you're someone who's always got cold hands and cold feet, what that tells me is that your body's in a stress state. So they're the things that you're going to experience in a stress state. And the biggest thing is you, that your brain doesn't know the difference between real stress and imagined stress. So start looking at that in your own life and going, okay, when I feel those things, stressed, cold hands, cold feet, lack of appetite, no sleep, and I'm obsessing about something, what is it that I'm in a stress phase about? And start doing things to mitigate that and start doing things to get yourself out of it, whether it be actually dealing with it and going talking to the neighbor or meditating or doing going for some walks or writing or journaling or whatever it is that you know gets you out of stress. Maybe it's exercise and surfing or whatever. If you can recognize when you're in that stress state, by understanding the signals that your body's giving you, you can start to actually decrease the stress response in your body. And why that's important is because the next phase, the second phase of the whole two, so um, each disease or adaptation occurs in two phases, the first being the stress phase, which we just spoke about, the second being the healing phase or the repair phase. So if, for example, you are stressed about um, something, during that phase, your body will be creating adaptations, either breaking tissue down or growing more tissue, depending on where the brain, this conflict was activated. Now, once the stress is finished, well, then the changes that the body created are no longer required. And so the body's going to um, repair them and heal them and return you back to homeostasis or normal. So 
in the example of the deer going down to the the um, the the dam or the river and not having any water, that creates a um, like what's called a, an isolation abandonment fish out of water conflict and water conservation is what's key in that that picture and so the stress phase the kidneys will adapt proliferate growing more cells to help you better conserve water when it rains and the dam fills back up well then all of a sudden that animal doesn't need those extra cells and so the body will start to heal and repair this and this is when we get sick this is when we get unwell this is when we have a disease and the best example of this is everyone here knows the old saying of oh yeah i went on holidays for two weeks and i got sick like so many people experience that they've been stressed out in their life at work or whatever's going on in their life stress 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 day in day out for weeks and weeks and weeks they go on holidays and boom all of a sudden they're hit with some kind of illness. Maybe it's a digestive illness. Maybe it's a fever, whatever. What I, want to, what I want to explain to you is two things. Firstly, the symptoms of being sick are actually healing symptoms of your body. So I'll say that again. The symptoms that you would and I, well, not me, but you and most people would call being sick implies that there's something wrong with the body. There is nothing wrong with the body the, the symptoms of being sick or having a disease are usually the result of your body healing and repairing stuff. So this is a whole new way to think about it. And one of the interesting things is when how you think about something will determine how quickly you finish healing, right? So I'll give you two examples. And by the way, depending on what kinds of symptoms you have, whether it be an upset stomach and diarrhea or if you have a cough and bronchitis, or if you have muscle pain, or if you have a skin condition that flares up, depending on what type of symptom occurs is determined by what type of emotional conflict you experienced and how your body's going to help you adapt. So I'll go into that later down the track when I do some um, specific stuff. But where I was going with this is those symptoms that you're experiencing are healing. And so I'll give you two examples of two different people. Let's call them John and Bob. So John gets, they both, let's just make this up. Um, John and Bob are mates. They work in the same building in a law firm in Sydney and they go on holidays to Bali. And a week into the trip, they're both having a great time. They're playing golf, they're surfing, they're relaxing. Everything's great. And John gets knocked down with a really, well, they both get knocked down with a really bad digestive issue. And this will start like potentially they went through what's called an indigestible morsel conflict at work, which is maybe a deal didn't go through that they're expecting or something like that. But I'll get into that later down the track of the specifics of what causes various diseases. So John, he gets the symptoms and he doesn't understand the mind-body connection and he doesn't understand Germany medicine. And so he's panicking because he's like, oh man, I'm sick. I've got diarrhea. I've got barley belly. Oh my God, this is, this is the worst. And he's freaking out about his illness. Whereas on the other hand, Bob, he knows Germany medicine. He's a mind-body master, actually. And he understands how unexpected emotional conflicts and stress impact his body. And so as a result, he's like, okay, cool. Yeah, I've got diarrhea at the moment. That's, that's interesting. I must have resolved some kind of conflict. And he'd probably start being introspective and go, oh, yeah, maybe it's that big deal that I thought I was going to get, but it didn't come through. Maybe that's what started this. Oh, huh, isn't that cool? 
And then Bob would go about looking after his body. He would keep his fluids up. He would look after himself. He'd be kind on his body and he would let himself rest. Whereas John's still freaking out, panicking, taking any medication he can. Who's going to be more likely to experience a more seamless healing process? Well, of course, Bob is because he knows what's going on in his body. And so he's not panicking. He's not worried. And he just knows that his body is okay. And think back to your grandparents. Like if, depending on how old you are, like my grandparents, if they got sick, that is exactly the same process that they would go through is they wouldn't be panicking. They would not be worried. They'd be like, okay, Bob, you're obviously sick. Your body's doing something. Your body's healing. I think you probably just need to take some time, relax and um, get back to feeling better soon. So just sleep, chill out, have lots of fluids, here's some chicken soup and you'll be all good. So that's where you can start to go with this is once you understand the connection between the mind and the body, once you understand that disease starts from unexpected emotional conflicts and that it runs in two phases, the stress phase and the healing phase, well, then you start to become more empowered of your own health. You start to understand why you're experiencing symptoms instead of panicking about why you've got them and, and what you need to do to fix it. Because the reality is if, if you experience like a pain or a skin condition or a um, digestive issue like Bob and John, well then there's nothing you really need to do because your body is already healing. Now I say that again with a caveat. There is, this podcast is not designed to be medical, um, replaced as medical information or a diagnosis. This is simply here for educational purposes only. So don't go taking my word for gospel if this is you. Um, this is obviously something that you need to start just asking questions about and understanding. But yeah, this is not meant to be a diagnosis or medical um, information um, or medical, you know what I mean. So yeah, that's the whole thing. And so once you're able to understand that, you're able to start just relaxing that your body's okay. It's like I'm healing instead of I'm sick. Like if I was to have diarrhea like Bob and John, I wouldn't be going, oh my God, I'm so sick. I'd be like, huh, my body's resolved something. I'm healing. This is okay. So this is a really, really nice place to be. And when you start to experience symptoms in that way and you understand that it's your body healing as opposed to your body being broken and sick and there's something wrong, well, then it's a really, really nice place to be. And one practical thing, and this is kind of where one of the key components of becoming a mind-body master is all about becoming emotionally bulletproof. And the reason that's important is because we can't avoid going through unexpected, emotionally distressing events. You're human, I'm human. We're all going to experience it at some stage or another. So in the example that I said before about when you're in the stress response, you'll know because you've got cold hands, cold feet, you can't sleep, you wake up at like two or three every morning, you um, are obsessing about stuff, like you constantly think and talk about various things and you don't have any appetite. Well, in that state, you're in the stress response and being emotionally bulletproof is being able to recognize that you're in that state and being able to downregulate your stress levels. So being able to identify what's stressing you and then dealing with it or creating things like meditation or listening to music or, like I said, exercise, by reducing the levels of stress that you're experiencing when you're in that state, when that conflict eventually resolves, instead of you getting really 
big healing symptoms and really uncomfortable healing symptoms, well, then they're going to be a lot more mild. So by being able to regulate your stress and emotions when you're in it, it actually helps you to experience less um, prevalent or less um, intense or dangerous healing symptoms. Okay. So that's a really cool place to be. So that's what's one of your mind body messages for today is firstly, the body makes no mistakes. And so when you're sick, it's all about reframing that and looking at it from a different perspective and going, okay, I'm not sick. I'm actually just healing. My body's repairing. Now on that, one of the great examples, and you'll hear me use this example a lot is exercise. So if you do 400 squats and 200 burpees, that stress on your body breaks muscle fibers down. Now, you don't get sore when you do the 500 squats or whatever I said, and 400 burpees. You don't typically get sore with that because you've got the stress hormones, adrenaline and cortisol pumping through your body, mobilizing you full of energy so that you can finish it. And this is like any other stress or most other stress patterns. So you don't get sore when you're doing the work. You get sore when the work finishes. And the reason you get sore when the work finishes is because all those muscle fibers that were tearing and breaking down are now starting to heal and repair. And so as a result of that healing and repairing, you get pain, you get fatigued, you might get a headache, you might feel feverish in really bad or really intense circumstances. But in that example of having really sore muscles, you wouldn't go, oh, there's something wrong with my body. You'd go, oh, my body's healing. It's getting stronger. I'm getting fitter. And so there's, there's nothing different with the example of sore muscles and what um, John and Bob went through in the example that I gave you before. So once you can start to come to that place and start recognizing when you're in stress and start down-regulating down that, well, that's when you really start to have control and actually have the ability to start healing and shifting things yourself, which is very, very cool. So that is your um, mind-body message is for today is knowing that your body is not broken, knowing that symptoms and starting to reframe symptoms and illness and disease as healing and repairing as opposed to broken and damaged is your the whole takeaway for today. So I hope you found this episode useful. I know there's probably a little bit more in here than usual, um, but I think it's a really important, again, foundational point. And I know a lot of people are interested in learning about the specifics between like what causes pain, what causes um, skin issues, what causes IBS, like all these kinds of stuff. And don't worry, we'll get to that. I'm going to get into that in more detail so that you can start to look at the links between what symptoms you may be experiencing and what emotional conflicts you may be experiencing. So one of the ways in which um, I help people is when people come to me, they've often tried all of the physical therapies to get their problem or disease or pain or skin issue or whatever resolved, but none of that's worked. And so what we do is we start looking at what unresolved emotional conflicts are still hanging on in their mind and how can we resolve that. So the real healing starts inside, not outside. The real healing starts with addressing issues and old emotions that have been like um, churning around in your unconscious mind unattended looking at them and then moving through them. Because once you start to heal on the inside, you start to forgive, you let go of anger, you stop beating yourself up, you stop playing victim to yourself, all of this kind of stuff. Once you start to do that and experience that inner, oh, 
man, that's better. I feel more relaxed, more at peace. I feel better. Well, that's the state in which your body starts to heal. So we're going to get into much more of that in future episodes. So um, be sure to stay tuned. And as always, if you found that this message is um, resonated with you and you're one of the people that I talked about two people at the start, there's the people that are not going to like this message and are going to be probably offended by it. That's okay. This, this podcast isn't for them, but this podcast is for people that are interested in how the body works, how the mind-body connection works, and people that are interested in asking new questions, looking at things from a different perspective, and learning how to become a mind-body master, heal themselves, become emotionally bulletproof, and really unlock your true potential. So if you've got friends or family like that, please be sure to share this message with them because... I know that they will be very grateful when they've been found what they've been looking for. So thank you very much and uh, stay tuned for episode number five.